0: If there is such thing as a gangster with ethics, we were that. I see a lot of my guys dying, I see a lot of my guys turning on each other, killing each other. Started seeing how disgraceful shit was on the street, and that's kind of what turned me away from it. Happy Baby, hopping the Lamborghini. Huh, I'm midi, only on I'm midi. Huh, Happy Baby, hopping the Lamborghini. Huh, uh, left for a minute, I do not know said it. Look at that guy just finished. There it
1: goes. I heard a story briefly, I was inspired, as you know my story, I I came back from a stroke that almost killed me. So I look for entrepreneurs that have a story where they were uh, going against life and they had setbacks and they they come out of it and they make something out of themselves. So today's guest is um, someone who's been on TV, cartel crew, he's been in movies, he's doing uh, more movies as we speak right now, he has his own business, he's an entrepreneur, uh, his company is called Eddie Soto Official. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a good man. He's here today. How you doing, man?
0: Good in yourself, man. Thank you for coming. Of course. My pleasure. It's been a minute, man. We have. We have been going back and forth for a while now.
1: I have to be honest with you, man. <coughs> I was kind of going to... When I first DM'd you, I thought think, I think you'd be like an extra tough guy and like, no, dude, I don't do that stuff. You're so humble.
0: You know, it's, it's weird that you say that because I really don't. I really, really don't do much of this stuff. Wow. Yeah. So, I was telling Kat yesterday, I'm like... I, if I believe in someone's product, service, or movement, right, yeah. I would actually, you know, I would entertain it. Wow. So I, I did a little bit of homework myself. Okay. You know? Appreciate and I'm like, that, okay, man. this is not just somebody that, you know, is a fan, like I told you yesterday. Yeah. Right? I don't have fans. I have people that might watch me and might want to be like me. I don't necessarily agree with it. I have supporters. Supporters. People who either relate to what I've been through or has some sort of compatibility and those are, the, those are the people that I align myself with mostly, as That's far it. as my audience.
1: That's amazing. That means a lot to me, Eddie. Honestly, that means a lot to me that you gave me the opportunity. I was like, man, I don't think that going get back to me. My wife's sitting next to me. I'm like, honey, this, I've been watching this guy for a minute, baby, just try it, reach out. But thank you for doing that. Um, let's start with your origin story,
0: origin. Where are you born and raised? So born and raised right here in Miami, okay. in a city called Hialeah. Yes, so sir. more uh, like Latino okay. heavy. Yes. Um, went to school, or at least tried. Yeah. You know, didn't make it past, you know, my freshman year in high school, jumped from high school to high school, got kicked out of it. Um, but I stepped off the porch at a really young age. Okay. Yeah, at a really, really really young age. I would probably say the catalyst of the past life that I had was when my father left. You know, I felt like I had to step up, be the man of the house. So about eight age eight or nine, you know, I was already on the street. I had my first gun at the age of eleven. And soon after, I was, like, deep, deep, deep into the streets. Where's mom and dad from? My mom is Brazilian. Okay. Dad's Dominican. Dominican.
1: Okay, good stuff. So I'm yeah. from
0: born and raised
1: in Brooklyn, New York. So a lot of Puerto Rican and Dominicans, and that's, I grew up with all of them. Good people.
0: But you're from here. I'm from born and raised, raised in Brooklyn,
1: to... and I moved to Miami. Cool, okay. So, like, first 20 years of my life was in this in Brooklyn, Okay. and then my last like, last 20 has been here. I'm 41. Cool, okay. So I, I hired Leah. I'm very familiar. Miami Lakes. Living in Miramar, Florida. Uh, some right down the roof from area okay so dominicans okay yeah. they're hard-tempered right i mean yeah, yeah. Um, brazilians a little different about <clears throat> sentiment i think they're more laid-back brazilian in my experience
0: yeah they're the like, they're the silent killer type yes yeah yeah okay so mom and dad what they do for a living so my dad was an architect okay um turned contractor he's a contractor now has his own contracting business mom worked in insurance
1: okay back then
0: Still kind of do. Okay. I just retired my mom, so now okay. she's doing real estate. Awesome. Yeah. So,
1: Eddie, dad is an architect. You need to go to school for that. Yeah. Your family seemed like a middle-class family.
0: They weren't a middle-class family, but they weren't on the shit that I'm on. Yeah, like, I, I grew up with good parents. Like, my father is yeah. a very ethical person. Mom's mm-hmm. never tried a drug in her life. Wow. Yeah, so that's that was... I mean, you have two different outcomes. You have those those type of people that grew up in it. Yes. Which I grew up in the city, in the environment, but okay. not in the household.
1: That's what I was thinking.
0: Right. And then they want to go out and experience, get, you know, get curious. That was me. Then you got those people who actually grew up in it, house, outside, everywhere, and kind of stray away from that. I was, I was- You were the second girl. one. Right. What happened? What, what, when we, how, by the way, how many sis- sisters brothers do you have? So I have a brother from my dad's side.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's He's the only child. Right. Do you think that had something to do with it, maybe?
0: M- More so just me being raised where I was raised had everything to do with it. Highly. Right. And um, I remember my teachers asking me when I was younger, like, you know, at least you know, go around the class and ask everybody, what do you want to do? I never knew the answer to that. And about at about the age of eight or nine, I knew the answer. Wow. And I told my teacher one day, I'm like, I want to be a gangster. And everyone wow. started, like, laughing, but the teacher looked at me, like, with a serious face, like, fuck, I never heard that one before. You said that. I said, I want to be a gangster. Wow. And, you know, that's, like, all the people I was inspired by, you know, like, the gangsters in my neighborhood. I mean, I wasn't really too big on movies. I barely watched TV, still do. Sure. Um, but, like, I had some big role models very close locally to me, right? You're a young kid looking up mm-hmm. at them, right? Yeah.
1: By the way, you is the 80s we're talking about? Born in 89, so. Okay, so yeah, I'm 82. 82 Brooklyn, it, gangs were a big thing in Brooklyn mm-hmm. at that time. Now it's cleaned up a lot. I think the same thing with Miami, I think, right? I mm-hmm. mean, th- I'm sure they're still there. But cleaned a gang, is t- cleaned up, right? Yeah. In the gang culture, it was big in the 80s and started dying out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine, imagine if you were born in the 90s, would your outcome have been different? Who knows?
0: I mean, I, I feel like regardless the outcome, this would have been the end result. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that everyone goes to wherever they go in life in sequence for a reason.
1: The journeys for their purpose.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, my my task, my purpose now is to yeah. touch a demographic that many people can't. Yeah. But I had to go through hell. I had to, I had to dance hell. with the devil.
1: Dance with right?
0: the devil. Wow, that's deep.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you told your teacher you t- want to be a gangster. You manifested that. Mm-hmm. So, 11, your first gun?
0: <clears throat> Got my first gun at 11, which I have tied it right here. Wow. Desert Eagle. Even though I not even know how you're fucking... Barely pick it up. Why'd you get it again, man? Just, just coming from the neighborhood, the I was already in sure. to the game, you know. Sure. I had a couple of the older guys that tried to, you know, pull some stunts on me, sure. So, I mean, I grew up really fast, man. Wow, I grew up really fast, and um, and that's where I wanted to be. And mm-hmm. I ended up being the best in my city.
1: Mom and dad were not freaking out like, what the hell?
0: Well, dad left the house at a very young age. Okay. Um, mom didn't have enough life experience to even like i mean she lost control of me probably at the age of 13 14. wow yeah
1: she did the best you can yeah well no, which, she did great right
0: she's still like a big sure. part of my life always has been but yeah she had she she couldn't she couldn't you know she couldn't stop me so your parents sp- split yeah yeah so very similar story stories
1: mine too i'm from brooklyn new york my parents got divorced at age six or seven i was six seven so my parents from pakistan in Pakistani culture divorce was not a common thing back right. then. It was like taboo. So I was the only person in, in, in my community in, in Brooklyn who was had parents that were divorced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like And people look at you like, what the hell's wrong with you, right? Um, Lucky for me, my wife, my mom was overbearing. She was like, you know what? You're not going anywhere. I'm going to get you a, a video card and I watch movies. And I fell in love with movies. Uh, that's my only way to stay out of the street. So I, you know, that's, that's I can see how, how my, my mom did the best she can. Mm-hmm. So I can see how your mom did the best she can. Yeah, she
0: tried it all. Sports, you know, she bought me the little, the little game centers. Sure. I used to use them. I used to gut them out use them as statues. I used to stash my... At age 11? Yeah, I used to gut the fucking Atari out, Nintendos, and I used to stash all my shit in there.
1: Wow. So yeah. did you start selling the drugs at that age? I started,
0: I started selling Reggies. I'm not sure if you're familiar with okay. that. Yeah, so like the lower quality stuff, like about the age of eight or nine. And then I upgrade a crib and then from there it was fucking the gateway to just everything i put my hands on basically everything yeah so
1: what was the first age What? how old were you when you got
0: in trouble like major trouble uh major trouble you will consider what getting arrested getting arrested 13 i remember getting arrested at a quince's party okay and um i was still younger i was like you know still the youngest kid around and i got arrested at i walgreens for stealing visine because my eyes were bloodshot right from how high it was right and I remember my dad. I used to manipulate the shell, and my dad. I had him come pick me up at the Jack at the, at the at the juvenile hall center, and he brought me right back to the party. Wow. And there's a couple instances like along my journey where I felt invisible because of that, but that was probably one of the biggest ones. You know, I've been arrested sixty times, man. Sixty one. The sixty first time is when I finally Called got him. incarcerated. That's when they got me. They're like, all right, this guy's going in now.
1: Wow. That's heavy, man. Let's unpack that a little bit more. Um, I guess once you get arrested, the fear to get arrested after that goes away. Absolute. Right? There's no fears anymore. Eddie, be honest with me. Was there fear of dying, man, in, that, in your teenage
0: years? <sighs>
1: it was almost expected.
0: Wow. It was either that or
1: life sentence. Pretty, your, your program, programmed say, hey, you'd be very lucky if you get out of this but around the corner is someone to will come at you or the, the, or the uh, police will come after you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was expected. hundred percent. It's part of the game. Yeah. Are these rules of the game in the, in back then? So-called.
0: Okay. right, right. So-called. Everyone breaks them. You know, Everyone breaks them and I was really like really down to the T when it came to the code. Never broke a fucking law in my life. Went inside, started seeing how disgraceful shit was on the street and that's kind of what turned me away from it. You know, I see a lot of my guys dying. I see a lot of my guys turning on each other, killing each other on the street, and it's it, it's like I was. I've never been. Ho- I've never been heartbroken over a woman. I was more heartbroken over that. Your boys. No, like like my that was my it was mine. Yeah, Remember yeah. I, I climbed to the top. I yeah. was I was the head of it. My whole you know I'm not gonna get too sure, sure. in depth. That's but fine. <clears throat> I respect that. You know that really just started to change my perspective about shit. You know, and then being incarcerated on a, on a two thousand pound, on a two thousand man compound, I started to see like, fuck, everyone on every corner is a chomo or they're a snitch or, you know, like the game was fucked up. You know, so and then that's when it just like just like a switch just flipped, and I used that time wisely, man. I started surrounding myself around the people that <clears throat> I was able to soak as much knowledge of, and, you know, I'm, I'm a byproduct of that now.
1: So let's go back so 11 12 you got arrested what do you how old you, you got arrested this is the first time
0: first time i think it was 13 or 13 14. okay fine yeah. you're not
1: even driving yet no all right yeah i mean i was illegally. but yeah legally yeah, yeah yeah you just sell cocaine
0: I, just, I sold everything
1: it all, all the above full menu one-stop
0: shop i sold it all did you start using it i experimented i was never addicted to nothing right i used to smoke a lot of weed okay but um i was never big on cocaine ecstasy heroin crack none of that you know
1: what was the hottest thing back then the 80s 90s growing up in miami especially.
0: well cocaine cocaine big right but when i went in it was over a big molly case
1: ah <clears throat>
0: okay. we're like one of the first ones to do it here in miami
1: okay i want to get there in a second did you ever get betrayed Oh, 100%. You boys. Bro. Like, you do your ride and die, bro. Like, really? Yeah. What was the first time? Talk about the first time, if you remember <laughs> your situation. Like, what the fuck? Like,
0: you're, the you're my first my brother. time. Yeah. I don't know, man. Again, that was something that was expected. Like, that was expected. That was part of the game. You know, there, there was a point where I, I, got, <clears throat> I got to a point in my life where if I get in the car, I can get in the car with my right hand man, with my warlord, with the guy I trusted the most. And I'm already thinking, getting in the car, okay, how am I going to stick a knife in this guy's neck? How am I going to kill this guy? How am I going to disarm this guy, right, if I'm being set up, right? You're tackling like, that already. Every single time.
1: Never, this like, is not shutting that's off. That's the
0: reason why I'm here today because there's many times I've dodged the craziest shit. Like, I will walk out of places and I will look on trees. I'll walk up to every car, look through the windows. You know, like, the two times they went, they went, came to get, they came to get me, right i didn't get caught like that's how wary i was i had such a high level of awareness you know wow. so as far as being betrayed man I, I, many i have one that i'm not going to speak about because sure. i was like like my brother but it was expected you know and he was it was even expected from him
1: how long you known him for
0: man since we were fucking kids diapers yeah not diapers but from the job yeah i think going into middle school we went into okay. middle
1: school to yeah get you're get- young that's like bondage, man. That's brotherhood right there, <coughs> right? I have boys like that till this day. I'm, I'm 41, dude. I have friends from Brooklyn till this day. With my boys, I cannot imagine them doing that to me. I'd be heartbroken. Like, I can only imagine how it's for you, man. It's different. It's a different world, man.
0: It's different because when you come into that world, it's, different it's, rules. it's part of it. Part of it. You, you signed up for it. There's people that I have in my life where I will be surprised if it happened, which I never got them into it sure like this guy who i'm speaking about i didn't want him in that life because of how close we were but he was going to get in it regardless it wasn't to me it was to somebody else right so the day literally that he actually came into my world i told him you your life up i said your life is fucked up from here on out and he accepted it that's horrible man you know but yeah that was that's was like the part norm, of the man. game it was a norm hmm
1: who, is, is there a recruiter? Uh, like a, is there like a gang recruiter? Oh, everyone has a position. Everyone does.
0: I, I wouldn't necessarily call us a gang. We're more like a crime organization. Oh, wow. That's even bigger. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't like on street corners. I mean, obviously everyone, you know, they, they graduate. Sure. But yeah, we were we we're we We're, big. So we're they, really big here in Miami. Like prostitution? <clears throat> nah, prostitution oh. is something we never did. Okay. If there, is any, if there is such thing as a gangster with ethics, we were that. And what I mean by that there was there was no there was no heavy drug usage okay amongst the people that I was with there was no um like robbing, okay, We didn't Raking people's we didn't houses condone them. into that that petty shit
1: robber old lady walking by yeah like nothing
0: you know fucking with each other's wives or girlfriends none of that yeah, we didn't condone that there was things that obviously was like me, for example, I had two women at the same time for multiple years sure. that was looked upon as. Yeah, that's your thing. You're top G. Right, but as far as like that petty or that, you know, vindictive, shisey shit, we didn't condone that (coughs) Yeah, There's
1: there's an honor there. There's a bit of an honor. Even though there's a betrayal, but they want to sleep with your girl. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, Teenage, okay, so you started by climbing the ladder, Eddie? Okay. So... What is the highest rank did you get to in, in organizing? The top. Top. Boss man. I was the top. Calling the shots. I was like, hey Hancho. Did you get in the party scene in South Florida? I was not in the party scene. So that's interesting. Is that, no. pr- is that by strategy? Me
0: personally, I wasn't in
1: it. <clears throat> Stay undercover.
0: Yeah, there is, Loki. you know, like that wasn't a thing that we were against. Yes. I just wasn't in it. It's like what? when you see me pulling up to the club, there was something about to go down. It wasn't to go hang out or none of that shit, you know?
1: Okay. So can I had hired you to say, hey man, that business partner of mine fucked me over, dude? No. Eddie, fuck him up. Here. Ten stacks. No. No.
0: no. no, we didn't do no outside business like that. Interesting. Did the m- We protected protected people. Okay. We protected like ours, you know. Your like, people. But like And if it I'm- wasn't it wasn't a demand or it wasn't asked you know it was it's, uh,
1: it's It's spoken about right so if i'm like a big-time entrepreneur and say i need some i need some heavy security i'm gonna walk in the club with my girl have some haters no you won't you won't no you do you have money for hire? you're not for hire it wasn't yeah. that it was okay interesting did you sleep at good at night from 18 age 10 years and after
0: my man i was living on such fucking impulse that i couldn't tell you what felt good or what felt bad like the only Euphoric place that like I ever felt any what sane was with my children that's it besides that like fuck sleep fuck how good the sex was fuck how much money I made all right like it was just on impulse I, I wouldn't sleep till eight nine in the morning if I wasn't asleep by around that time I wouldn't go to sleep you know because we know the time that they kick indoors you know what so are the kind
1: what are the times between
0: five and seven in in the morning strategy of the uh, enforcement Interesting. Yeah, so I was never asleep at that time. Your kids? How old are your yeah. kids? Uh, one just turned nine, and the other one's turning twelve okay. next month. Two boys, right? Two boys. I saw you in
1: social media. Good-looking boys, am. man. Thank you. You're a proud dad, I can tell. Yeah, a yeah. loving father. Yeah, I take
0: I take a lot of integrity in that.
1: That's very really important to you. <laughs> I, by interviews I saw. <coughs> by the way, well, I saw many of your interview, that many cast interviews, but I saw your, the You're really proud father. Talk about that, man. Where did that come from? Is that where your dad left you, maybe? I'm the same way.
0: Right? It, it, it has a lot to do yeah. with it. Um, and again, you have people who see things coming up and they follow, or you have people who didn't have that and they do the complete opposite. opposite. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't even my father's fault. Like, me and my me and my father are now, like, in a stage of reconciling, and I come to find out that he had the same relationship with his father. F- f- cycle. It's like a Repeated. distant thing, right? And I found this out through my uncle, his brother. Okay but his brother chose to be a very present father, father you know um, but no, I mean my dad's a great man great great man you know he just didn't know how to be a father young probably uh, he wasn't no. no
1: he had me at 28 yeah that's late that's late mm-hmm. especially in Spanish c- culture I have Puerto Rican friends that have got kids like 18, 19,
0: 17 mm-hmm. yeah but that's it man I mean I, I don't know how someone just can't love their children right? sure they're just like walking replicas of you <laughs> sure Right, you trust me, yeah, I'm just like I'm just complete in love with them, you know,
1: yeah, you're so funny you say they have two daughters, six and five, oh, I oh, love man. to death I'd be a sucker, if I dude, had a oh, dude, I can see that, I can see yeah. that, <laughs> uh, my dad left me, man, and until this day, him and me are not close, and he doesn't even call for my daughter's birthdays and, I'm, and I think about it, man, like how does he sleep at night? but I think he's wired like that, you know, he's wired like that, and he's very machismo from Pakistan, you know there's uh Right you know, like you guys he's like you you're pussies out here in America, you guys don't know how <laughs> how rough we had it growing up over there and stuff, but you know it's sad, but anyways, I'm you know that's something i, I just should, to touch on that really yeah quick, right?
0: like i I never judge somebody for who they are or the actions they project outwardly <laughs> really, right, sure. I always look so deep into it like, and if I can, right, if I can find out any background or whatnot, like why is this person like that, and it's never their fault. No, you're right, 100%. Right? It's never their fault that they're like that. It is their fault that they're still like that. Of course, it's, it's, it, it would have been my fault, I we'd have still been in the bullshit. Good point. Right? But it's not their fault that they churned out that way. That's probably a good point. Right? Wow. Yeah. So I, I look into that, and that's that's really why me and my dad are reconciling right now. Because after I had that conversation, I said, damn, hold on. It, was, it wasn't It was him. That's insane, man. Right? So, so you, you just... like going therapy no no we just you know we're hanging out a lot more still healing I've never really been fucked up about it in the first place I never blamed them for nothing you know I I actually thank him because if he would have been present I might not have been the man I am today I might not have been the father I am today it's all about perspective
1: that's amazing dude how old are you
0: 33
1: you are a wise man. Yeah, I do some shit, man. Stuff you're saying that it took me four years and now I'm like, shit, like, wow. I think you just grew up faster, you had no choice.
0: And I kinda still live on that, on that, like th- with that model, right? Like, I always like to put myself in just uncomfortable situations. I like to put myself through challenges, you know? The most valuable thing that anyone can have is life, is life experience. It's not a skill set. hundred percent. Right? It's not, not a degree. Look, the it's degree. not money. It's not a degree. It's life experience. Yeah. Right? Makes, <coughs> but what it makes a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that's why I'm really so big on on fitness. Like that should save my life. Yeah. And I've been working out for twenty years already. And it wasn't necessarily the fact that I want to work it's not necessarily the fact that I work out because I want to look good. It's sure. a byproduct, of right? Course. It's inevitable. It comes up. It's because it still challenges me. It it helps me take, like, you know, some people know how to take themselves to that place, right, to their higher conscious, whether it be religion, whether it be meditation, whether it be, you know, hugging trees, whatever it is. Me is exercise, and that's what I teach my clients. I tell them, them, look, get in that gym, and, and that's you time. Whatever you learn there, take it outside of those walls. Don't use the gym as therapy. Right. And then I do the same. It, it gets deeper. You know, but I do the same with nutrition. Like if you can be controlled by the foods that you know you shouldn't be eating, you're going to get controlled by everyone around you. You're going to you're going to controlled by your vices. You're going to get controlled by that, you know, a, abusive spouse. You're going to get controlled by your fucking toxic boss. It's, it's literally that like self-control, self-mastery. So I learned self-control through exercise and nutrition. I didn't know fucking thing. I didn't know how to be in a good relationship i didn't know how to have a legitimate business i learned how to do everything for myself first through my own process where i teach people and now i i'm able to create this life outside of it now
1: do you think the the game you're <clears throat> in that help, is it's a business right yeah what I you turn do my now? passion into my yeah. business Perfect. exactly that i'm sure the you probably credit that what you learned from that the concept the principle the discipline they come to you in your life now.
0: 100%.
1: They say that. They say that, they say that addicts are on awesome entrepreneurs. If an addict is able to get away from the drug or the alcohol and they put that type of focus on building a life of value, they, and they go,
0: they go to the moon, it's right? It's crazy that you say that, right? Because my mentor, his, the people he's hired to take over his companies, like our CEOs, are all recovering or prior addicts. Because, like, having that addictive personality, yeah. all you have to do is kind of shift them and that's it. here, direct them to something and more positive. Go. Get addictive. They run. They right? run. Yeah. I was addicted to, I wasn't addicted I wasn't addicted sure. to advice. I was addicted to power. Power. Right? That's, uh-huh. that's what I was addicted to. So now I'm, I'm still addicted to that in this field, but in a sense of, like, I want to be the fucking best to ever change people's life. Like, I want to change people's life so profoundly. Sure. Like, down to the fucking core. Because I can do it. That's why I don't sympathize with people. When someone tells me, oh, is that, you know, I got three kids. You know, uh, m- my wife left me. And, uh, you know, the time I time that's the fucking reason. Like, that's the fucking reason. That's not the excuse. That's exactly your reason to do what you need to do to get the fuck out of that victim mentality. Right? I don't sympathize with shit. People tell me, oh, you don't know, you know, what I could have been going through when you sent this message. I'm like, that's probably what you needed. I wish I had it. You forget where I come from? I wasn't raised on a silver spoon out here dishing fucking, you know, uh, 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 little shots at people. No, I came from fucking hell. Hell. Hell and back. Right? And that's... And I tell people, I say, maybe you haven't gotten deep into it. Maybe maybe it hasn't burned. Maybe it hasn't, like, hurt enough. You know? um, Rock bottom. It's not even rock bottom because some people hit rock bottom. It's just the tolerance that some people have... As far as taking the shit before they change, right? Like the only time that someone will ever change is if the pain of changing exceeds the pain of making the change. Killed it, bro! Nailed it! Right? Like if if, if you have yet to make the change it's because yes. the actual pain of not changing hasn't exceeded it yet. Yeah. You, you, it's like maybe you might have to go through some more shit. I, I tell people all the time, like maybe you have another, you have another another one. Circle back when you're you know, when you're ready done with your vices and your bullshit. Wow, you know some people need that motherfucker in their life like me. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell them I'm not the type of people. I'm not the type of person that's gonna please everybody. Sure, you sure. Know, I'm, I'm the repel and attract type guy. I'm not for everybody, but I'm the I'm the person that everybody needs.
1: You're not everyone's <clears> cup of tea, pretty much. You say definitely not. And hey, you don't want to be. I don't. You don't want to be, you know, like, oh, I'm here for everyone, one-stop shop. No.
0: I'm a very intense person, man. Yeah. But in a great way. Like, even with my fiance, I'm super intense. Sure. And she wasn't, you know. Ready for that? She wasn't ready for that when we first got together. we'll speak about that now. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hear from her. But she's realized how much of a place, like, how much of a good place it comes from, you know?
1: That's awesome, man. What a life you live, man. Yeah, I'm just getting started. You're getting started, man. Uh, talk about relationships, man. Um, you're a good looking guy, dude. I'm sure a lot of women came on to you. Multiple girlfriends you had at the time. When did you start saying, wait a minute, man, this is good. This is a lot of fun. Uh, but where does things, I need a, I need a serious life partner. When did that happen for you?
0: Are you talking about, cause even back then I, I thought the same way. Oh, you did? Yeah. Like I wasn't fucking off. Like I wasn't paying for women or none of that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, that happened. That all changed for me. I had, rest in peace, my my he was my OG. He was actually the founder of my crime organization. Okay, right, took me under his wing at a very young age, and I remember sitting in a house, right, and some some woman walks in, and this was probably like nineteen, no, not even. It was like two thousand and one, okay. two thousand and one ish, two thousand and two ish, two thousand three, early two thousands, right. And that's when plastic surgery wasn't like a big thing, big thing, right? So, this like super curvaceous, like Amazonic woman walks in. And I'm young as shit, right? Like, I barely got hair on my balls yeah. <laughs> at the time. And I'm looking, I'm like kind of nervous. I'm like, fuck, you know? And my uncle, which is what I call him, he, he notices it. And he's like, hey, you like what you see? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going stop playing, you know? He's like, hey, yeah, you like what you see? Wow. I'm like, fuck, this is like, what's, it was like super embarrassing. The, the movie yeah. so she opens her purse she takes out a bunch of like jewelry out her purse i don't know what the fuck is going on okay at this at this point i'm just like complete oh i'm like fuck i'm like trying not to look trying to look and um and he starts to play a game man like he starts to like like tell me he's like hey what do you think about my nephew?" and the girl looks at me and i'm like super fucking nervous at this time i'm like fuck and he's like how old is he he's like 13 he's like well when he hits 18, like, he, he, I'll definitely take him down. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm starting to sweat now. I'm like, fuck, you know. And, and it's crazy because I was actually with his niece, which okay. is the mother of my first son. Oh, wow. That's kind of how I came into it, right? So he's like, and he's like, nephew, what do you think? I'm like, going, oh, stop playing, man. Like, you know, I'm with Stephanie. What are you talking about? He's like, I saw you looking like, what do you think? You think she looks good? And he like twirls her. And I'm like, not trying to look. I'm like, I mean, you know, she's, she's you know, a pretty older woman. And again, he was the main guy at the time. So he sits down and then some other guy comes out of the back room and he like kind of yokes her up against the wall, like not hard in a way, but like yokes up against the wall. And he looks at me. and That's the first time I met him, too. He looks at me. He's like, you know what this bitch does for a living? I'm like, fuck. I'm like, why are you doing that, man? Like, let go of the girl, you know? And then like my uncle knew I was a very already like outspoken guy. This time he sits my eyes. He's like, he's like, take this lesson. He's like, you know what she does? I said, she has full-blown AIDS. She fucks men, drugs them, robs them, and gives them AIDS. Like, basically gives them, like, a death sentence. So I looked, and I, that's, that was, like, an eye-opener for me. I'm like, damn. And then, obviously, we've all heard the term, like, everything that shines is not gold. So he's like, don't look for somebody. And, and I, learned, I took that lesson not just for women, but for everybody. He's like, don't take somebody for how they look, more so for who they are. Right So it's like character, all character. You know, I didn't have nothing but two minutes to get to know this woman. I don't know her fucking character. But she was fucking gorgeous at the time. I don't think I've ever seen nothing like that until that age, right? But that was, that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned from him, and he got killed a couple of years after that. So he was like my father figure. He was like my first mentor, like that first male influence <clears throat> that I had in my life. His son was actually supposed to, supposed to come uh, be here with me. He was gonna he was gonna join me oh really not on the podcast but he was about to, he was supposed to come but uh um, i was one of many you know you know lessons that i took you know but that's from there on i never really got with women that were you know like i'm not to judge but like sure. women that weren't you know out in the clubs or selling their shit you know um yeah so I've i've always had like i've always felt in that life that i used to live i needed a woman that the description to play the role that i needed at the time and me thinking selfishly and like a fucking immature child that i was one couldn't play it so i had to have two so same thing this in this life you know now i'm like okay i need a woman who's gonna fit this role sure a driven beautiful someone who's gonna like challenge me and push me so it wasn't necessarily her looks that got me i mean don't get me wrong she's a beautiful woman. she's beautiful but it was like her character and yes. I've, I've, I've learned to observe that before I even, like, get to know somebody.
1: You I'm know. sure that's not easy to find. I mean, she's beautiful. <laughs> and a lot of beautiful girls out there. We're in Miami, right? And it's just insane. The the men and women here. But how hard was it to find a girl who's that beautiful and also has a good oh, heart? no.
0: It's damn near fucking impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got lucky where. Yeah
1: you got a good ca- uh, good yeah. cu- couple i did think you got sure. a power power couple um before i get her on and interview her what kind of drug uh, did you have nice cars when selling drugs no
0: oh when, when i mean, time- I, had, I had like a you know chevy Caprice on okay. the big fucking rims did you have nice clothes i i went through all the phases man watches I had the rolexes okay. the cuban links but I, I probably nothing longer than a year
1: you did a fe- federal. Uh, what? You, you went to jail for a federal crime, right? Federal.
0: When was that? What was it? When was it, and when? In 2015, 69 indictment. What was that for? Drugs, guns, almost Rico. They almost got uh, they almost got us on the racketeering.
1: Rico was a law that passed, I think, 20 years ago with yeah. the Italian mafia, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about Rico. What is that exactly what, for the people don't know? Crime organization. And they have like they have almost no right. Like there's a very strong law against mm-hmm. that. They could pull up anything against you and, and, and take you. Yeah, away. It's just organized crimes. That's it. That's Simple it. as that.
0: They, they put positions on people. They attach crimes to people, and they just run up your numbers. So yeah.
1: with would selling drugs though, with
0: drugs, guns, everything.
1: So we were offer I think I think we were talking Mali's. Like what was what, what situation with mollys? You said was it?
0: Well, my so I, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because this was probably the most innocent I've ever been. And this was, the actu- this was the time that they actually were gotcha. able to, you know, pin me down. So I, I, I was actually charged with just conspiracy. Okay. No evidence. They never caught me with nothing. Two text messages, one phone call. Twelve and a half years is where they wanted to start me at, and they were bringing it down all the way down to five. Um, but yeah, it was that. I mean, I mean, we were into everything, man. Everything. And the reason I'm speaking about this is because obviously I got charged with it already. Sure, sure, sure. Prior to that, I got charged with cultivating. Yeah. You know, I was actually on state probation for a charge that I beat for cultivating when I caught this Fed case. And then while I'm on the street, seven and a half months fighting this Fed case, I was able to get my state probation early terminated. I was good at what I did, man. I was really fucking good at what I did. Wow. Yeah, I remember the judge telling me, when he found out that I was on state probation before I eliminated it, he's like he's like, Oh, you think you're you're Michael Jackson, huh? Smooth criminal. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like, You ain't going he he told me you're you're not gonna moonwalk yourself out of this one. I'm like, I looked at my lord, I'm like, damn, is this motherfucker allowed to talk to me? Yeah, like this? exactly. But I was good, man. I was really fucking good at what I did, man.
1: Do You think you had a you had an angel on top of you? I know you're not religious and stuff, I mean it's spiritual. You survived, man.
0: I wouldn't say angel. I would just say purpose. Purpose. I had more to contribute to this world. you
1: yeah, buddy, you dodge bullets, dude. Mm-hmm. You dodge people in trees, bro. It's like a movie. This is Miami Vice. You live the Miami Vice life, bro. But I'm able to help people with it now. Bro. Yeah, but back then, how'd you survive it?
0: Like, you I, dodge bullets all over. So this is, like, I'm a very spiritual person. I yes. grew up in a Christian home. Okay. Right? But I'm just, I'm not atheist. I just believe... In how strong the mindset is, right? It got you. Me too. And I'm a firm believer that when someone's time is up, whatever it is, our higher power, whether it be karma, whether it be the universe, right? It's because God, you are whatever. done contributing to this world. That okay. I'm, a, I'm just a firm believer in that. Okay. Right? Like, if you get taken from this world, it's because you've done your part. Got gotcha. you. Right? Strong. And if you haven't, it's because you have Right? So if some people get taken from this world a little bit earlier, it's because they might have been a wake-up call for yeah, the person wow. closest to that's them that's insane dude that's heavy you know that's, heavy. that's just the only shit that i can think of relating to myself because i'm like i've dodged many fucking bullets i've jo- i've dodged that's many I'm saying, life dude. sentences life sentences you know and um wow. that's just the only thing that i can think of you know, That's insane. That yeah. makes the most sense really.
1: It makes a lot of sense. You're right. You know. I mean to dodge all that. For example, I'll tell you, I, mean, I told you my story on my on IG, <clears> we're <with> talking <throat> back and forth. I had I was in a coma Christmas morning at a stroke, uh, in a coma here in Hollywood. How long ago was that? Five years ago. Okay. Christmas morning my wife was pregnant. She had sure. one baby on the way, one running around. She's a physician. She went to work and said I gave her a kiss and said, Babe, come back soon, we'll go to dinner. And thank God that day she had a babysitter at the house because I was tired. So I go upstairs, I just fell down, boom. My whole right side just gave in. Mm. My phone, my hands working like this. I called her, I'm like, like, it was gibberish. And she's like, are you okay? Stop playing around, I'm at work. I was busy today, babe, I was busy, you know, leave me alone. I'm like, and, and my babysitter, Isa, she's from South America, God bless her, she c- couldn't speak a word of English, but she texted my wife and my wife speaks Spanish. Um, And she uh, said, Simon, KB's on the floor, not looking good. Ambulance came, took me in, and I was in a coma for one whole week. When I woke up, my best friend right next to me, just like your right buff guy, he goes, listen, man, you survived a stroke, but you're not looking good. And I'm thinking there, like, this is my time. This may be my time. And I remember, Eddie, when I got up and running, I couldn't walk, couldn't talk, couldn't say anything. Like, right now, they call me the miracle patient. They made a video about me. Like, I was... Chances for me were very low. And I get very really emotional when you tell you that to me. Like, I think, what? why? Why was that my time? My it f- makes sense now. Right? My friends and family were called in to say goodbye. Everyone flew in, and they said goodbye. and And I woke up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm living this miserable life. I'm doing 9 to 5. I don't like to do... I have a beautiful wife. I'm in love with, but you know, I don't. We're not even connected anymore. We're such so You know, after making money, and then I found entrepreneurship, and I found this, and that's the purpose of this podcast, man. Is that people have a higher purpose?
0: I agree, hundred percent. Right. T- take a minute tonight, right, and kind of like take do some introspection and think of the sequences that led up to that stroke. Sure. And I promise you, there was signs or wake up calls that you just didn't they listen were. to. They were. Right. And then that was the one that said, all right, KB, it's time to wake the fuck up. Yes. That was me. Yes. You know, I have been locked up so many times. I remember the last time before I went and actually got incarcerated, the the case I got probation for. I remember sitting at the end of the table with narcs surrounding my table and they drop all this shit on the table. Like, this is what we got on you, man. Like, you got anything for us? You're in. I'm like, fuck you guys. I thought I was invisible and that's when again whatever it is was like you stubborn motherfucker i'm gonna have to flip you on your head next time you know and i'm glad i'm glad everything happened in the exact sequence that happened but i remember looking at the table at the end of the table i remember i just pictured myself like like i'm the real life godfather you are and looking i'm like you miserable fat fuck like fuck you guys you're gonna go home your wife is out like i was just talking shit. shit Like your wife is all fucking a criminal just like me. Get me the fuck out of here, you know. I'm, and then I was just laughing. oh man, I was, I was, I was a motherfucker, man. That's insane, yeah. man. Wow. Um When do che- when the flip happened, the switch? So when I got incarcerated, <clears throat> I got sent here to downtown the F- FDC building, yeah. and it got even worse there. Right, it got even worse. I remember my my, my first night in there. Um, I I looked out the window, scratchy-ass window, and I remember telling myself, I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to be right here. So at the time, I'm thinking like, okay, I made my name out there, now I need to make my name in here. You know, and I ran with that shit for like six months. Like, we took over the whole building. It was very political. Like, we ran the whole yard. Then I got shipped off to Central Florida. And when I landed on that camp and I saw how fucked up this game right that i was playing was like i'm walking in the chow hall and i'm hearing the guy talking about like oh i snitched on my cousin and the other guy's like i snitched on my sister like they were almost competing to see who's it was like such a fucking nightmare and that like i took that so serious again that and then hearing what was going on in the street seeing how everything was falling apart i'm like fuck this game and I tell it just like that. Like, I'm not this Bible-toting, you know, turn-my-cheek type of guy. You yeah. know, I tell, like, the guys on the street. Like, I still speak to high-powered guys on the street. And I tell them, like, fuck the game. And everyone that's going to watch is like, fuck the game. Yeah. Fuck the streets. Like, you can have that shit. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just when they switched for me. I'm like, damn, I almost gave my life. Like, I almost left two kids without a fucking father for this bullshit. You know, and that's it. That was a switch for me.
1: After that, no looking back.
0: That's it. No looking back. I'm not. I'm not tempted. I'm actually disgusted. I'm like, I don't feel like anything that I used to do is hanging over my head. Like I want to go back to it. Yeah. Right. You, you meet your peace with that.
1: I just love the life that I'm creating, man. You. You are. You're living an amazing yeah. life, man. With that being said, I'll have my ne- next guest, uh, Catherine. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. You're a good man, dude.